wonder. He sure is pretty in them tight clothes all painted up like trash. One, two, three, four! too loud then your pants aren't tight enough listen to tight pants every friday afternoon from 3 to 5 30 only on 88.3 wcbn fm ann arbor it's that rock and roll run well i'm afraid it's here to stay shall hear that uh, Sarah Palin is still not terribly clear about the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Ah, oh well. Palin supporters of course tried to uh, bombard Wikipedia with alternative views of the midnight ride of Paul Revere to conform with her version of events. She doesn't know what uh, Paul Revere was all about, but Stephen Colbert does. And if you did not see the Stephen Colbert historical rendition of Paul Revere on his show uh, on Comedy Central, which I forget the name of his show, I happened to catch it live last week uh, because of the ongoing saga of Anthony Weiner. Uh, had the press conference. I commented a little bit about it last week. We'll comment a little more. But uh, Stephen Colbert's... Uh, Historical rendition of the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere on his show uh, was perhaps one of the funniest things I've seen on television in quite some time. Hopefully that will turn into a, uh, a skit and a uh, new Monty Python version of uh, how the uh, conservative right is trying to rewrite revolutionary history to conform to their uh, strange ideas about guns and taxes, and government for that matter. And it was a strange week last week. Um, I caught Anthony Weiner television coverage uh, two nights last week, Monday and Wednesday. Uh, I sort of uh, was uh, involved in the classic uh, couch potato male activity of remote control mania. And uh, let's not be confused here. Uh, this is not Wienergate, as Sean Hannity has been calling it from the beginning. This is Wienermania. And Wienermania is the perfect uh, description of it. I think that it's the coverage has gone overboard uh, and into the realm of uh, almost absurdity. Um, it's almost as if Monty Python is writing the scripts. And, of course, the reason... 
that it's wiener mania is the ability of uh, pundits to go on television and uh, virtually every word in the English language can be twisted around into double entendres and we can all have a little giggle about wiener mania because it can only be described as wiener mania once the late night comedians late night uh, comedians on television get a hold of a story this uh, silly uh, it turns into wiener mania well in a I'm not sure if I'm on here uh the Justin Bieber believers, believers, mm-hmm. and now there are Wiener believers, and so the mania is indeed the word for it. It's uh, it is comical. Uh, it is of comical. The uh, suffix "gate" has been tacked on. That's another yeah, sort of an easy trope, uh, sort of a ridiculous tack on that can be used even in artificial like this uh, case. To make it seem like a scandal, this is uh, an embarrassment and a bad decision, but it's not quite like a scandal, like a water gate. Yeah. It's not a scandal, but it, of course it is scandalous behavior. And scandalous behavior, um, I think, needs to be called out and criticized. But uh, one of the problems that I'm having with this scandal, is the, uh, as uh, the Fox News uh, seems to believe that they've got a major scandal here, is uh, is is the complete loss of perspective, the complete lack of uh, factual information. Uh, I continue to be somewhat puzzled by what Wiener did when. You know, what did the president know and when did he know it? Um, if all he sent were uh, racy pictures of a man in underwear with weird... Uh, just like the Sears underwear page. Yeah, chest uh, hairs. Uh, I, I have a uh, one of those. Uh, um, this is a Father's Day uh, insert on your basic Sunday newspaper here. <laughs> uh, it's a national uh, chain that appears in uh, malls uh, all across America. And, of course, they have all kinds of uh, retail products advertised. There are scantily clothed women in underwear. Uh, brassieres are for sale and of course uh, underwear is being sold with a scantily clothed man looking well hung gentleman he's got his uh, obligatory six pack and etc 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 and if the media is thinks that this is a scandal then why are advertisers allowed to put this in newspapers that children can read uh, I knew a kid when I was a, a kid who used to look at the Sears catalog. <laughs> the women in their underwear. Well, um, the National Geographic, of course, served that function as well. Not an intended function, but one that uh, children and uh, so forth uh, are inclined to investigate. It's what they have at their disposal. Of course, this culture is obsessed with sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Christian right makes a big deal about the ugliness and naughtiness of the human body uh that's i think a gross exaggeration um there's a sort of loneliness and desperation about what wiener did that is the pathetic quality here yeah but, uh, okay you're an elected official with uh, a pregnant wife uh this is really that was revealed on wednesday by the way but anyway that, uh, 
that's kind of sad yeah. and pathetic. But uh, as far as these, uh, this is just a related item from the Harper's Index. Chance, an item of girls' clothing sold in the United States has, quote, sexualizing characteristics, according to a May study, one in three. Mm-hmm. So this is in the culture. It's... It's in the culture and the hypocrisy and the sort of sanctimonious self-righteousness is, is really pathetic. Um, obviously, I think that Anthony Weiner should resign, but I don't think he should resign immediately. I think that a leave of absence uh, might be appropriate uh, as for his texting problem. Uh, take the BlackBerry and throw it in the Hudson River. Well, this is a problem that we're going to see more and more of. Yeah. As, you know, generations who have grown up with this technology as something that they see as normal, um, you know, this will be commonplace in another uh, 15 years. And having said all of that, I think that there's also a, a bit of a troubling element here about Andrew Breitbart's uh, involvement in this scandal. Um, let's face it, uh, there are some weird aspects of this. Anthony Weiner is a weirdo. Um, I don't know if he's dangerous. We don't know that yet. But he's strange, and his behavior is strange. Uh, it's not criminal. It may be unethical. We don't know. Certainly was stupid. Ah, uh, stupid, yeah. Uh, he gets a brain damage award. Uh, it's, uh, to call it a faux pas would be uh, putting it mildly, but I've just been handed a note from our uh, engineer, uh, Andrew, here, that uh, as I was coming in, you were speaking about the uh, Colbert report. Oh, yeah. His uh, Paul Revere ride recreation, which I also happened to catch. Oh, man, was that funny. I that show, but that was very amusing. And Andrew has informed me that there is a link to uh, the Colbert report, Paul Revere's famous ride, is uh, paged on uh, playlist. I can't read that word. Yeah, and, and how, but, uh, how... It's online there. How funny after he's on the um, child's rocking horse that he utters the, the infamous lines, I hope he was wearing a cup. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, and actually on that episode of the uh, Colbert Report... Um, he talked briefly about Wienergate and said that, you know, oh, come on, Anthony Weiner, have a full-blown scandal. Uh, look at all these Republicans who've gone a step further, even advocating sex in an airport bathroom. Yeah, and, and there's no shortage of them. And let's remember Clarence Thomas, who's on the Supreme Court. Um, you know, Eric Cantor, the... Uh, posted. It's posted on Playlist. There we go. That's the word. Yeah, well... That will go down in history as one of the great uh, humorous mocking events of, of uh, Sarah Palin and how bizarre that uh, her supporters would then try and flood Wikipedia with false information about Paul Revere. Incredible stuff. All kinds of scandals involving uh, the Internet this week. You know, the uh, gay uh, woman in Syria uh, turns out to be a, an American the alleged uh, defection of the Syrian ambassador to France yeah, the uh, was essentially an email hoax. Yeah, that, and then this guy turned out to be an American based in Scotland. Um, and the, the fact that the Democratic Party is calling for Anthony Weiner's resignation is appropriate. Um, well, let's face it, the Democratic Party relies on um, women to uh, vote for their party. Uh, there's it, there's no secret in the voting totals that the Republican Party wins the white male vote almost two to one uh, around the country, 
and therein lies some of the problems. Wiener, of course, compounded his problems uh, with this text uh, texting uh, mess by um, lying on television in a variety of interviews the week before, and then, of course, he had to make Trying the... to lay blame at uh, an easy target to yeah. accuse. And it was plausible. Exactly. Uh, and I, I have done very cursory research into this because I don't want to spend too much of my life <laughs> investigating this, but the strange linkages in the web addresses uh, to Breitbart are interesting um, and need to be investigated. In other words, Wiener should not resign. He should actually demand a full investigation. Full disclosure on Wienergate. Yeah, and assuming, assuming of course, that he did not uh, post or send a picture of his member in the flesh. Um, how appropriate that uh, we were having a debate about Paul Revere and uh, the poet William Wadsworth Longfellow. <laughs> Where does this end? We don't know. And of course, poets are not historians. But uh, No, indeed. Paul Revere does not seem to have uh, mounted a horse, whoops, <laughs> and run around uh, the New England area with bells and <laughs> muzzle uh, no, but muskets. Newt Gingrich may want to uh, recreate that uh, dramatic ride to uh, whip up a new staff. Yeah, he's uh, got his problems. Um, I, of course, uh, consulted my... Uh, Expert friend, uh, Dr. Siegmund Floyd, associate of Dr. Strangelove, uh, for some advice on Wiener, uh, Wiener's problems. And obviously, this is almost a case of omniopia, which sounds like a dirty word, but it isn't. And um, clearly, there's a problem here with narcissism. Um, probably an inferiority complex connected to his name. Um, Anthony was probably not called either Anthony or Tony much as a, a youngster, so he had to make up for it with uh, overcompensation um, and narcissism and problems with pay attention to me. You know, the, the strange photograph of Anthony Weiner with the puppy dog. Oh, yeah. With the me and the little arrow. That's strange. He's a weirdo. Uh, does he need help? Perhaps. Um, I'm somewhat uh, sarcastic about this idea that this is a, a situation for therapy and that he needs to be evaluated so that he can seek professional treatment. I think that it is appropriate that he get professional treatment. But you know what? If I were giving him political advice, I'd say... No, stay in Congress. Keep your health insurance till your uh, your baby is born. Make a point of saying I'm not I'm not resigning. I need the health insurance. I fought for the single payer system. This is what I'm about. I made some mistakes here. And as for the continuing ostracization of Anthony Weiner, yeah, why don't we have a stoning in uh, Times Square, and we'll see if there are any women in the crowd. <laughs> And, of course, as Christ himself would say, let he among you who is without sin cast the first stone. As for lying on television, 
Fox News did that all last week. Uh, just last week? Just last week. <laughs> I only watched Not two previous to that. I only watched two episodes of uh, of the sort of you know I was like I said uh, I was in remote control mode, switching around to the various shows, watching some hockey, watching some baseball, and uh, wanted to call out Michelle Malkin in particular. Uh, she appeared on uh, Sean Hannity's show. Uh, he had uh, attractive female pundits on all week, and I think I heard between a dozen and three dozen sexual jokes, double entendres, that was going on all week. Uh, but Michelle Malkin kept asserting that Barack Obama was elected in 2008, and that the unemployment rate when Barack Obama assumed office was 6%. Um, this is all absolutely false. Barack Obama was not president in 2008, as she asserted twice in a five-minute appearance on Sean Hannity. January 2009, right? He was inaugurated in 2009. The American economy was in a, a skyrocketing mode downward. Um, Barack Obama has made his share of mistakes, but he did not preside over the TARP bailout of the banks. That was done under the Bush administration. He had nothing to do with the um, incompetent uh, enforcement of banking laws and Wall Street uh, laws regarding the crisis uh, that happened under George Bush. And the unemployment rate when he became president was not 6%. It was closer to 8%. And, of course, the trajectory of job uh, losses in America had been mounting for over... A year. Um, so people lying on television, as Wiener did, uh, he claims that he did so to uh, because he was embarrassed and he panicked. Um, yeah, that <laughs> sums it up pretty well. Um, interestingly, by the way, John Ensign, uh, who resigned uh, recently from Congress, was involved in a sex scandal and a uh, and a payment scandal and is actually being investigated for a crime. John Ensign didn't resign uh, when this uh, scandal broke. He stayed in the Senate and voted on 285 cloture votes to prevent legislation from going forward. Mitch McConnell has stated openly that the objective of the Republicans in the Senate is to make sure that Barack Obama is a one-term congressman. Do they care about America? I don't think so. <laughs> they care about power. David Vitter didn't resign, just to use another example of the hypocrisy that Eric Cantor found himself in after calling for Wiener to resign. They then played the tapes of him being asked about Vitter, Governor uh, Sanford of uh, South Carolina, who famously hiked the Appalachian Trail. Oh, right. And... Um, Ensign, and David Vitter didn't resign from Congress uh, because a Democrat governor of, a Democratic governor of, of, of uh, Louisiana would have appointed his successor. So there are no standards here. These are very confusing uh, standards that Congress has. So don't resign, Anthony Weiner, not yet. You can announce your... Put down the phone. Put down the phone, throw the Blackberry in the Hudson River... And uh, 
defend health care in justifying why you're staying. Um, that's being mocked on a daily basis by uh, uh, the Republican candidates for president. They even have a debate tonight. And, and as for Breitbart, yeah, let's see some more investigations into him. find it interesting, by the way, that this woman from Texas, uh, Megan Broussard, first contacted Anthony Weiner in April of this year. There is an element of a setup here, uh, a susceptibility to scandal. In the great movie The Sting, uh, the big gangster that is set up, can't be set up until there's an incentive to set him up. Um, you got to bait the hook. Yeah. And we need to know more about the uh, suggestive uh, exchanges here. Uh, I wanted to give Sean Hannity a brain damage award. He, of course, interviewed this woman first, an exclusive. I didn't see that one. But she then appeared on ABC News and has now been paid $15,000 for an interview. Uh, Fascinating. Um, But anyway, uh, Sean Hannity kept calling her a 26-year-old girl. I'm like, huh? If she's 26, she can actually serve in the House of Representatives. She could even move to Anthony Weiner's district and run for Congress. She's a celebrity now. So spare me the idea that these women that are engaged in the titillating textual exchanges of childish behavior um, are victims here. Give me a break. These people are as weird and twisted as Anthony Weiner. That's what Sigmund Floyd told me. <laughs> and the man knows twisted. He knows twisted. <laughs> he knows Eros. So, uh, why don't we just take a step back here and just cool it for a while? Um, we can stone Anthony Weiner in six months when his kid is born. That's, that's my take on it. <laughs> And I and I understand that that he's a distraction, but but I mean the distraction is the the media's obsession with this weirdness. Right. Like I said, this this uh, insert that I, whoops, gotta watch those words in the English language that I got in my newspaper um, has all kinds of scantily clothed women and men that look in their under things in their under things. This is a scandal of jejunosity, <laughs> to borrow a phrase from Woody Allen. We need to move on. Yeah. And another uh, person who needs to move on and perhaps put that space helmet back on. John McCain speaking out uh, last week, urging the president to minimize the drawdown from Afghanistan, saying... That uh, he would hope it's the smallest, very small, uh, the smallest possible uh, withdrawal of troops. Uh, Withdrawal, there's another word. Yes. Uh, Don't, uh, the ghost of Lenny Bruce is uh, wiping a sweaty forehead as he listens to Great Matters today. Uh, But uh, John McCain went on to say that, quote, we need another fighting season in Afghanistan. Well, I'm not sure what season he's talking about. Is he talking about the deathly cold of the brutal winter? Mm -hmm. Is he talking about the beastly heat of the relentless summer? 
Is he talking about the psychological destruction of soldiers compelled to remain in a pointless enterprise well beyond uh, all evidence which suggests only the meagerest of limited gains from this ill-conceived and very costly enterprise? Um, Robert Gates himself goes on to ask uh, about, you know, squeamishness about the size of the numbers of the troop withdrawal. Uh, This is uh, Gates here quoted. You have also to ask the question of what's the cost of failure? We've invested a huge amount of money here. $444 billion and counting, by the way. We've invested 1,254 lives up to this point. So what's the cost of getting it wrong? I'd say exactly that. 1,254 lives and... However many billion. 444 billion. 444 billion. That's the cost of getting it wrong. Yeah. Because we've been wrong from the get-go on Afghanistan. Um, And, of course. Another report suggesting this as well. Lots of lies about Afghanistan and how long we've been there and and what, what, what what we've been doing in that part of the world for quite some time. A quick brain damage award, by the way, to... John McCain's close associate in uh, hawkishness. It's usually Joe Lieberman, but this time it's, uh, oh, the uh, senator from uh, South Carolina, Lindsey Graham. He's actually, over the weekend, advocating military American military action in Syria. <laughs> in other words, Afghanistan, Iraq, Yemen, Libya aren't enough he wants more. Libya, by the way, is uh, up to $2 million a day in costs to the U.S. Yeah. And while the, the situation is limited there from America's perspective, it, it once again underscores the problems with uh, these, you know, these kind of uh, pie-in-the-sky ideas about uh, air power and, uh, and, you know, an advantage that clearly America has militarily over uh, every country on the globe. Well, but our, at the, the end money, of the day, it doesn't solve anything. Exactly, yeah. And the money may be limited relative to what European NATO members are spending on this, but participation is not limited, according to this article by Jeremy Lemmer in the June 9th Financial Times. As of mid-May, the U.S. was conducting 70% of reconnaissance missions, more than 75% of refueling flights, 25% of all air sorties. Uh, the U.S. has about 75 aircraft, including drones, in the operation. U.S. military has fired about 228 missiles as of mid-May. These uh, are needing to be replaced, and the cost there is about $1.5 million each. So, limited, yes. Wasteful, yeah. Yeah, and if you um, want to really know why our country is just a, a complete mess, a complete disaster, uh, we have the... Uh, it, you know, just this is a tiny article, but it's so il- illustrative of what's wrong with our government and the process. Uh, this is dated June 7th uh, in the midst of the Wienergate. Wienermania scandal. Yeah, Wienermania. Let's, let's go with that. Gates got too many sexual innuendos. It is a threshold. Um. This is this is this is incredible, and this you know this story of course got no coverage. I saw this on a business uh, show, but uh, a uh, 
Nobel laureate economist from MIT named Peter Diamond ended a 14-month wait for a seat on the Federal Reserve Board. Uh, this guy has won a Nobel Prize in economics. He's an expert on labor markets. And he, this guy can't get a vote to get on the Federal Reserve. This is incredible. And this is the obstructionism that the Republican Party is engaged in. And you may say, well, that's a kind of a trivial example because, you know, the, the Federal Reserve Board generally ratifies what the, the chairman of the Fed decides, which, of course, is Ben Bernanke. But this is a guy that probably has a fairly liberal left-wing perspective, and it even notes at the end of the article that uh, he was in favor of, uh, he had publicly supported, quote, a continuing Fed program to stimulate growth by purchasing $600 billion in Treasury securities. Mr. Shelby and other Republicans described the program as a backdoor method of lending the government more money. Of course, the $600 billion is the QE2. Uh, this article by Benjamin Applebaum in the business section of the New York Times. Well, QE2 was implemented by Bernanke the day after the Republicans took control of, of the House of Representatives. He knew full well that... They would start doing exactly what they're doing this year, screaming about the deficit. No stimulus. So he said, well, I'm going to pump some stimulus into the economy right away. I'm an expert on the Great Depression. This is what's really going on in America, and it's unbelievable that this kind of uh, obstructionism continues. This is just a routine appointment. It's taken 14 months. And uh, the Republicans are simply, oh, we, we can't, even though they don't control the Senate, uh, they, they can't get a cloture vote on this guy. Who are the two, two are the participants in this obstructionism? John Ensign and David Vitter. Unbelievable, but not surprising. And illustrative, I believe, of what's fundamentally wrong with the, the, the sense that the people in Washington don't understand what is fundamentally wrong with this American economy. It's amazing the problems that need to be overcome to, to move the uh, economy forward. And it's interesting, by the way, that uh, Merkel was, uh, was in uh, town last week for a state dinner because Germany's approach has been far different than the American uh, corporate approach. The American uh, corporations are hoarding trillions of dollars of money. Mm -hmm. They're not making loans. Um, the German government took a more proactive, stimulative uh, perspective from, from the, gover uh, the government pumping money into the economy while also cutting some spending. That's how you get it done. But this is not happening. Well, and probably uh, there won't be much uh, growth over the next week either, but we'll be back just the same to uh, talk about uh, the subsequent events as well as other developments. China, real quickly here, overtook the U.S. Uh, last week as the world's largest consumer of energy. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those small articles that you find buried in the back of the paper that has major implications. And we'll uh, be talking about that and other things as well next week. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thanks to Andrew for engineering this evening. And uh, Yazoo City Calling is, is, is raring to go. 
uh, sand uh, the sexual jokes. <laughs> 